Anecdotal Basics of Christianity Episode 32 Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 At some point when our infant son was being treated for cancer, I was aware that my faith was on a bit of a knife edge and there was an emotional, mental and spiritual battle running in my mind and I wasn't at all sure what the outcome would be. When my mum had had cancer and the doctors had come to the point of saying that there was nothing more that they could do, I had a conversation with my parents. It was Christmas time and our first child was a few weeks old and somewhere in my thinking I felt that I'd been tricked. I hadn't realised that this wonderful gift of new life would come at so great a cost. It felt as though a swap was being demanded of me. Of course I recognise now just how skewed that thinking was, and I'm grateful that my parents recognised that too and were able to straighten me out a bit as we talked. We reminded each other how much we loved them and talked about the fact that we all knew that if the doctors were right, then mum was heading for an infinitely better place and would be okay. It was a good conversation. About six months later, mum and I had another conversation as she lay dying. She was exhibiting what seemed like an incredible determination to hang on to life against all the odds. Her breathing was laboured. Her only communication with us now was a slight movement of the fingers of one hand. I say that we had a conversation, but clearly it was more one-sided than that. I reminded mum of the chat that we had had at Christmas and then told her what frankly had been a revelation for me. Although we had talked about mum being okay, what I now knew was that somehow those of us left behind would be okay too. I told her that if she wanted to continue to hold on to life, then we were happy to continue to nurse her. But if she wanted to let go, we'd be okay. Within seconds, her breathing calmed, and within a few short minutes, she died. When our baby died in utero just four months later, Malcolm and I handled our grief less well. We talked, but it seemed that our faith at the time didn't provide us with all the reassurance that we needed. The death of a child who's not yet lived brings a very private grief. That was the background to the place in which I found myself when our son was being treated for cancer. We received some wonderful support from people at our church, but one thing that especially jarred with me was that on the occasions when people prayed with us, as opposed to for us and at a distance, their prayers for healing usually ended with something like, Nevertheless, your will be done. It didn't do it for me. I wasn't satisfied to leave God's will in these circumstances in some box marked mystery. My reflections, ponderings and struggle had enabled me to reach the point of formulating a not particularly eloquent question. It was this. If our son died, would my faith be strong enough to survive that enormous loss? That was the knife-edge place I'd reached and I decided to do something about trying to find an answer. Ridiculous though it now seems, on one of those days when I was at home with the children, in between the periods of hospitalisation for our son's chemotherapy 
I raided the bookshelves for some heavy tomes. I took a few different translations of the Bible and as many commentaries as we had, threw in a few books on healing for good measure and placed them on the table in our living room. Next task, to settle the children to some nice quiet playtime, probably slightly optimistic. Lego, jigsaws and whatever was flavour of the month toy-wise was distributed around the floor. Then I sat at the table, pen poised as I recall, with no particular investigative or study plan, just with the question shouting loudly in my head. I reached for one of the books, but before I could open it, these words tagged themselves onto the end of my question. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I retracted my hand. I knew that was God's answer and at that moment, in those circumstances, it was enough. I joined the children on the floor for playtime. I didn't have any assurance that Stephen would be healed, but I understood that an attempt at an academic exercise, leaning on my own understanding, wasn't going to cut it in this instance, that my job was to trust and God would get me through it. I chose to trust. So the punchline for this little anecdote is about hearing God again. Well, yes and no. I think it is at least in part about God honouring our attempts to press in, seek him, learn more of his character, and yes, to hear him. But there's a bit more to the story that I need to tell you. At the time of our son's illness, our other two children went to a midweek group for under sevens run by another church to the one that we regularly attended. There was a star chart involved, and one of the ways that a star could be earned was to learn the memory verse for the week. You guessed it. A few months previously, they had been given Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. I made some muttering noises to Malcolm at the time, and perhaps to one or two others too, about how ridiculous it was to expect little ones to learn that. I wasn't as holy then, so not so good at avoiding grumbling and gossip. But my kids wanted their stars, so I needed to help them to learn the verses. And in the process, I learnt it rather thoroughly myself. God had the last laugh on that one. 